you know, I know and the students know this is our container. Mm-hmm. These are the people that I'm with. This is what we're working through for eight weeks. Yep. Uh, and at the end, we have a break and then we can start again. Hello and welcome to Good Moves, a podcast by Funchfast. On our show, we have wholehearted conversations with fitness and yoga studio owners to learn more about the unique ways they run their business and inspiring ways they live their lives. I'm your host, Claire. I ran a thriving yoga studio for eight years and have been part of the Punchfast team for almost as long. We have so much to learn from each other. Let's jump right in. All right, welcome to Good Moves. We are here with Mid from Mid Mary Yoga today. Mid, can you introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, great to be here. Uh, so my name is Mid, and that's actually my nickname. I've had that since birth. Uh, my real name is Melissa, but uh, Mid Mary has just always stuck, and I love it. So that's what I call myself these days. I'm 42 and I currently live with my husband up in the beautiful central Australian desert. You potentially might know that as Alice Springs, but uh, it's also known by its language around the name of Mabantua. It's really a beautiful place to live. We've lived in the Northern Territory for well over, I think, I can't remember now, 15 years probably. <laughs> and we love it. Yeah. And I teach yoga at the moment I'm having a break, but yeah, I've taught yoga for about six years. Previous to that, I was a zookeeper, park ranger, lots and lots of other things. Lots of lives. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'm kind of a nature loving girl, love wildlife, love conservation as well. So yeah, Beautiful. it's a bit of a short intro. No, it's a great intro. So you're in a bit of an interesting moment in your teaching at the moment. And I Mm. guess in preparation for this, I was looking at what you're doing and reading all of your bits and pieces. I've always kept up with what you do. Mid and I have actually met before. We met at a yoga workshop (laughs) up in Sydney, um, which is the first time we sort of crossed paths. Uh, Then we both ended up with Punch Pass and here we are. So you're an interesting spot. The word that comes to mind when I think Mm. about you is boundaries, because I think Mm. that you are quite good at setting boundaries with yourself and with your students. But I also think that an easy trap to fall into is assuming people with good boundaries were born with good boundaries and just have always had good boundaries. Just like when you see someone who's good at yoga and you go, well, of course they're good at yoga because they're good at yoga. Not that anyone's good at yoga, but anyway. So tell me where you're at right now and and how you sort of maintain those boundaries in your life. So yes, you are completely right. I'm in a pretty interesting spot at the moment. So I, I'm i currently taking a break. I'm taking this term off, which is probably about 10 weeks taking it off teaching. So previous to that, I have taught, you know, basically nonstop apart from taking holidays. And a lot of those holidays were trainings Yeah, <laughs> when we used to be able to travel in exotic places. <laughs> and so pretty much, yeah, I, I worked nonstop seven days a week. I also had a part-time job at a Whole Foods store. And it, I'm at the moment now where I've, uh, I am a yoga teacher living with a back injury, which is a fascinating uh, work in progress of patience yeah. and letting go and boundaries, as you have said. Uh, and so, yeah, it's kind of a weird place to be in where I'm a yoga teacher that's not teaching yoga to students in the studio. And so it was kind of, I guess, towards the end of last year, I think looking back, I would have, I probably had a lot of chronic pain for most of last year, even the year before, and, you know, just kept going for Mm -hmm. my students and out of an expectation of myself, I 
thought I needed to keep going. And then, yeah, my body was just like, yep, you can't stand up anymore. Wow. You are, something's wrong. Yeah. And then, you know, as you would know, you know, and a lot of other probably people that are listening, whether they're yoga teachers or fitness, you know, PTs, you know, we're often we work for ourselves and we are our business and we are our sole source of income. And so at the end of last year, the last three weeks of term, I had to cancel. And again, like you would know, you know, and other people listening would know, it's a really, really hard, shitty thing to do. You know, when you feel like you've got to let every, you know, let everyone know, sorry, I'm just going to take the rest of the year off. Did you try teaching? Did you try teaching with less demoing? Did you try teaching with a more verbal? Like, what was what was the process before you decided I can't do it? I looking back now, I was actually in pain, and I did keep teaching, and Mm -hmm. I did modify. I didn't let anyone know. I just modified what I would do. So I wouldn't do a lot of the forward folds. I wouldn't do a lot of the hip openers. And then it got to the point where I uh, I actually also am part of a community choir up here in Mabantua. And I did a performance. We did two performances in one night and I actually couldn't stand up. Wow. And I did stand up and that was a really bad thing to do. Yeah. But I just love singing. Um, <laughs> and that that's kind of when it hit me that like, oh, this is actually really serious. Yeah. And after that, that's when I took a week off and then I went, oh, I'm feeling better. I'll try and teach a yin class. And then I taught a yin class thinking, you know, very little movement. Right. Um, I did it all against the wall. And then the next day I couldn't walk again. Oh my and goodness. so, yeah. And I am one of those people that I could have maybe sat on a chair and taught yoga. Because you'd have quite consistent was students. Difficult for me. So your students would have been Sorry? quite consistent you would have had students who could have just listened to your voice and gone, I know what Mid's going to do and be familiar with your flow and your sequence and all those sort of things. Yeah. And I think a lot for me was that I was in a lot of pain and then I wasn't able to think clearly. And my, I probably teach a little differently as we all do from a lot of people in that I'm, I teach for myself, I teach in yeah. term yoga lots. Everyone signs up for a term and each week we have a different theme, but it's held together with an overarching theme. And everything I do, whether it's mantra or mudra or the asana pranayama, all of it, you know, the words I use, it's all tied into that. And I think because I was in so much pain, like mentally, I wasn't in a headspace to even just sit somewhere and tell people what to do yeah. because to me that wasn't that wasn't teaching from a place of integrity. Right. If you're in pain. Yeah. And I just, and so as you just brought up, that was the beginning of me learning about boundaries. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it's, it's really interesting as a teacher when you are carrying a physical injury or if you're in a mental place that isn't particularly cohesive or you've been through a trauma or a heartbreak or something like that. I, when I was a yoga teacher, it was a constant battle of trying to figure out how much of that do you bring to your students, do you owe it to your students to tell them, look, guys, I'm really flat today, I'm having a bad day? Or do you just push through because you owe them a practice where they're not absorbing the energy from you? It's a really interesting thing to navigate, I think, because I've had teachers on both sides of the spectrum. I've had teachers that have sat down at the side of the class and gone, oh my God, my car broke down and my cat's sick and yaddy, oh my, you know, and I barely slept last night and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I've had other teachers who've shown up and they're almost the same every time. And you know, there must be things going on in their life, but they show up consistently. And I just think it's a really interesting process we have to go through as yoga teachers 
did you start coming clean during those last few weeks when you were in pain? Was it something that you told your students and let them know? Yeah, and I did. And I was very, I've, I've struggled with exactly what you have just said. And even, you know, the past couple of years were really difficult having to navigate you know, really quickly going to online classes and having to navigate all of my own stuff and stuff happening with my partner. For those first year and a half, you know, those first 18 months, I was pretty good. You know, I let in that obviously I'm struggling. But once it got to that sort of October-ish last Mm -hmm. year, I, I let students know, but I kind of felt I've also got this kind of part of me that is quite private. And so... I live in a very small town, like the desert is a very small town. You cannot go anywhere without seeing at least 10 people. (laughs) Everyone knows everything about you. And so for me, I was just really kind of, I was just really cautious about what I kind of said and the language that I was using. And Mm -hmm. so I, you know, I just said, you know, I'm suffering from a little bit of pain. There's something going on. I'm not quite sure what it is. I already kind of knew it was something to do with my back and I had a sneaking suspicion it was something to do with my discs but Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't let that on and I've kind of always done that with my students and I think I guess like you've said I've I've got a very consistent student base they they were kind of used to that and there was you know no questions there was no nothing other than full support Mm -hmm. but I do find that a struggle you know like I've been to like you know big city yoga classes you know, where the teacher comes in and divulges their entire like breakup story, you know. And and I have often felt that very overwhelming. Mm. And so I'm really cautious of, you know, we are human. So it's really important for our students to understand we're human. But I've got a really great mentor that I work with. And I remember sort of, you know, she was like, you get there early, you do some practices, you settle your own nervous system so that no matter what is, has been going on for you in the previous three minutes. Yeah. You're there for your students. And I've, yeah, you know, like last year, towards that end of the year, I actually got to the point where I was having quite severe panic attacks or anxiety attacks, Mm -hmm. you know, five minutes before students were walking in. Oh, wow. And, you know, at the end of the class, students would say that was the best class you've ever taught. I was just about to say that the number of times I've shown up exhausted and devastated about something and gone, I I don't know where this is going to come from. And then, yeah, you touch on something and yeah, I I don't even know really have the word. I don't even know what I'm trying to say because it's it's so difficult to explain, I think, what happens in those moments because I've had the same thing happen. Oh my God, that was the best class ever. And and you really just feel like in your own head, you're on autopilot and you don't even know what's going to come out next. And, you know, it's like that analogy of the duck, you know, <laughs> the duck on the top of the water is smooth and calm and underneath the water, the little legs are going. I mean, that's how it feels like. I know. And you're like, okay, totally. this worked. Um, <laughs> totally. And so after teaching a little bit like that, I've kind of realized, you know what, it's nice to connect with students and as they walk in, you know, how are you? And be like, oh, you know, it's been a day and a half, but here we are. And so to kind of acknowledge that, but kind of my sort of thing would be like, here we are, you know, like we're here. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, I've often felt if I divulge and go right into all the crap that dark stuff that's happened that day, it kind of the class, it takes a lot more of my energy to kind of gather them with me and take them with me 
Whereas if I kind of acknowledge, oh God, that was a crap day, you know, in and in Alice Springs when when one person has had a crap day, it's usually the collective because it's often to do with yeah. social social justice things that right. are happening or you know, there's a big court case happening at the moment and that's been going on for a, a year and a bit. And so often if one person's had a bad day, everyone would have. And so if I kind of would start the class going, oh, yeah, oh God, this has been a day. Oh, you know, and just kept going. Yeah. I would really notice that students would just, their energy and their feeling was, it was very difficult to kind of allow them to settle into the space. So I would acknowledge it and then just kind of go, all right, we're here. We're here to do some work. You might be laying down for all the whole 90 minutes. You might be coming with us. And I'd kind of move in that direction. Mm -hmm. And then they would feel like I've shared a bit of humanity with them. Yep. But then I'm kind of there to be that conduit to work through it to the other side. Yeah, that's fantastic. And I think that kind of ripples out to what we're seeing with COVID at the moment as well, is that it has been a collective trauma. Like you were saying, the whole town feels the same thing. The whole world <laughs> feels the same thing. So we're all, and you know, the, no one's available to help. We've all got to help ourselves through yeah. practices like yoga because everyone's exhausted and everyone's overwhelmed and everyone's stressed out. And it's really unprecedented not to use such a terrible cliche, but it is. You know, normally <laughs> when we're we're having a bad day, we can turn to somebody else and maybe they've had a better day and they've been bolstered. But it's such an undercurrent now, I think, of just exhaustion and trauma that is so difficult mm-hmm. um, for us all to overcome. Have you found that yeah. people have obviously before you stopped teaching, was there an element of connection that was more than yoga in your online practice when you had people joining you online? A lot of studios that we've spoken to have found that even 10 minutes before and the 10 minutes after class were just as important as the actual physical practice when we were all in isolation or having a tough time. Is that something that you saw come up in your area too? Um, a little bit. Yeah. My students were, My students were quite... I feel different maybe from others. Like I've practiced, say, with Power Living um, or Humankind in Adelaide, you know, online. Yeah. And it was, I felt it was quite different. And my students often like beforehand, even though I would always offer, you know, a period of like um, putting your video on and checking in and chatting, very few of them would actually take that up. So people were really happy to chat in the chat box. But, Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, I have a suspicion that that's probably just to do with the type of work that a lot of my students do. So a lot, a lot of my students are in a, a really heavy support base right. industry where they're a social worker, where they're a, they work in the prison with young women, you know, and so they are literally on all day, you know, eight, nine hours a day. Yeah. And I think that that kind of having that online class, they really love because they could actually turn their screen off and they didn't have to be seen. Yep. So that that's kind of quite different from kind yeah, of what you were saying. Really like different. And I think yeah, so I think they liked the connection that they could still have with yep. me. Yep. But um and knowing that they could see, you know, 25 other little black squares with the people's names on it and knowing there were people there but actually not having to be seen because they'd just been seen all day. Right. And it, so it's actually quite it's quite different. Yeah. It, it is quite from, different, but it I mean it harks back yeah. to when we all were in the studio as well. I always struggled as a studio owner with the pull to get people together as a community. Let's 
you know, God forbid, introduce ourselves before class. We never went that far, right? So there's that end of the spectrum where we're all trying to connect everybody. And then the the other end of the spectrum, people like me that quite often just want to go in, say a nice friendly hello to the teacher, get on my mat and then bail out at the end of the class, like not interested. But then there's the people that are looking for connection that maybe need that facilitate a little bit. And I just find Mm. that such a tricky part of the studio running business is making it a friendly, warm place, but not forcing anyone into any interactions that they are not interested in having. And I'm wondering how that works for you and how you feel then being out in the community. Are those borders blurred for you? Do you have any of those boundaries in place for your students? I know that I, you know, quite often you would resonate with people in your class and you're like, man, we could hang out, but it doesn't really feel right at this point. How does that work for you in such a small town when you're such a prominent figure? And like you said, everyone else is sort of prominent in their own integrated way. Hmm. How have I worked that? Look, it's, I've, I still struggle with it and I think it, it will potentially always be like that. Totally. And it's partly just the, the nature of living here and the work that we do. Yep. And the way that I guess the boundaries that I have in place is that I as you would know, as a studio owner. So when people come in, you know, and I've, the place I used to teach at and even where I teach now, there's sort of like a little reception area. And so people can either just kind of breeze on through and have wave to me and set up their mat, or they can stay and chat. They can get a chai. They can tell yeah. me about their day. And as you would know, sometimes they just, they tell you everything. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. They really do, yeah. right? And it's I, it's because you've known them for four years yeah. and, you know, you've been through a lot with them and yeah. they feel really comfortable. They might not necessarily feel safe, but they feel very comfortable talking to you. And so what I have sort of... One of the ways, obviously, that I manage that is I you know, I let them divulge that and I sort of just don't get too involved. I let them just say what they need to say. I give them a couple of nice words of comfort and then I don't kind of engage it because otherwise you start to become almost like the therapy Yeah, absolutely. And I've sort of never had any issues of people sort of keep on going and going. Yeah, I've said a few words and those words would lead them to kind of go and find a place on their mat, you mm-hmm. know, in a comfortable, gentle way. And then I guess the other way that I cope with that is that I, of course, like I know all of us would do, is I don't discuss that anywhere else right. at at all. And in, in this town, it can be really easy to do that because everyone knows everyone. And so mm-hmm. there's this weird sense of familiarity that you think, oh, well, they know. They know that person. They know right. they've, they're talking about the struggles she just told me oh, maybe I could tell her that, that that student's actually okay. And I've kind of, I've been really mindful not to do that. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you can be out for a margarita <laughs> on a Friday night. Yep. Yes, I do drink margaritas sometimes <laughs> when I need. <laughs> um, and you'll see someone and they'll be like, oh, did you see such and such? Oh, they're having such a hard time. How are they going at yoga? What do you think is happening for them? And so it's so easy in that situation to feel like you're caring about your student by yes. telling. Yeah. And so it's it, part of the boundaries is me going, you know, I just, there's nothing, there's nothing to say and I won't say anything. Yep. I'll just kind of steer the conversation somewhere else. 
So that way, I guess yeah, everyone a, feels safe. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of keeping people's, their personal lives kind of quite safe, even if other people know, mm-hmm. they, I want them to know that if they come to yoga, then it's safe with me and yep. they're, they're okay to tell that if they need and it won't go any further. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a few of the ways. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And you've spent a lot of time building your community. I mean, I can re- kind of remember in the early days mm-hmm. trying to figure out, and again, back to boundaries again, somehow that's just the word, I think, for your episode. I remember when, <laughs> you know, you were figuring out the turn-based side of things and having people commit oh, and having people, yeah. <laughs> it's such a journey. And it's such an, I think it's, it's a bit of an Australian thing. It's quite common in the Iyengar studios, I see. It's a bit of an Aussie thing. I don't see it as much in our other international clients, but that term-based thing just really works well for people in Australia and it seems to be sort of an accepted way to go. Is that a structure that you're Mm -hmm. still enjoying? Is that something that you're still happy going with? I mean, I know you've got your themes that weave through and yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I I really am and I switched to terms. It came on quite fortuitously because as you would know and for people that you know maybe uh want a little background I the first studio that I kind of taught at well I did teach in Darwin but in the desert I actually started teaching within a beautiful art gallery a boutique art gallery space and so it was an art gallery by day and then early morning and evening it was where I taught yoga so I was really lucky to come across that And I taught there kind of continuously for three and a bit years. And then kind of March last year, yeah, around March, April, the gallery owner was like, oh gosh, you know, things are just getting busier and busier. And it was getting quite difficult to, for him to be able to get, you know, big deliveries of art and then clean up for my classes. And it was all very amicable. And he's like, you know, when you found a new space, I think it's time, maybe, you know, you moved on. And so I went, great, clean break new space and then let's just introduce make it all new at once for the students yeah such a great way to do it (laughs) I encourage people to do this all the time if you're making one change when people switch to punch pass I'm like you're changing to us great what else do you want to like what else can we do at the same time what else do you want to do yeah because now's the time let's go yeah Yeah. and that's what I did and so I just kept the same class like days and times but I just made it into terms yep and I pretty much lost, I probably lost two students. Wow. That was it. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. And I think the biggest thing for me has been, I know who's coming to class. Yeah. I know that, you know, that's going to be, that will be the income for that term. And then I also know that, I can see a break at the end yes. because as every yoga teacher, fitness professional, small business owner would know, you work for yourself, you never have a day off really. It just keeps um, going, yeah. And you just keep going and then it's so easy to just burn out and then stop looking after yourself. Right. You know, I didn't see my husband because I would teach all weekend, two or three nights a week, I'd be gone by the time he would got home. Yeah. And so that the term based is just for everything in all aspects of my life has given me consistency. Yep. That really nice feeling. And it's given me a great boundary. There's the word again. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I know and the students know this is our container. Mm-hmm. These are the people that I'm with. This is what we're working through for eight weeks. Yep. Uh, 
And at the end, we have a break and then we can start again. And they probably appreciate so the break too. I mean, really there's something it. nice yeah. about an enforced break. You know, they, they probably never take two weeks off from yoga if it was up to them because they'd feel like they were failing or they were guilty yeah. or whatever it is. So to have yeah. it given to them is just fantastic. So important. Yeah. And I'm, you know, magical things happen when you take a break, I think. You know, I've come back from yeah. breaks and had quote unquote progress, terrible way to think about yoga, but you know, pose is going a little <laughs> bit deeper when I ignored them for two weeks or three weeks or a month or yeah. two. Um, <laughs> so are you, st- are you still letting other people in? Is there still a drop in element to your classes or is it just, that's it? If you're in, you're in. Yeah, no, there, yeah, there is. And okay. just because of where I, where I live and the work that people do. Right. So at the moment, it's a little bit different and sort of um, COVID did mess with this a bit. So a lot of what um, Alice Springs and Bunta are, a lot of what people do here is supporting really remote communities. And so there's a lot of different, you know, health, education, um, mental health, you know, housing, everything is really support services for Mm -hmm. people that live anywhere other than here. And so a lot of what people do is they work out bush. And so they will go to a community for a week and come back Sometimes they, a lot of my students go out on a Tuesday, come back on a Friday. Uh, yeah. And so be, I've, I've always, when I went to the term-based yoga, I was really aware that even well over half my students might not be able to commit. Yep. And so I made five, five to kind of six spaces every class were for drop-ins. Beautiful. And that was strictly for people that were shift workers at the hospital because the hospital shifts change every week. They don't have the same roster, wow. which is really, really Exhausting. horrible for them. Yeah, it's it's a very odd system here. Yeah, I think every month their roster changes. So for people, you know, the healthcare workers work remote, bush work. It's for those people, even for mums. You know, a lot of people here are mums, dads, and they don't have family support, and right. so it's whether they can get babysitting or childcare. So I kind of I don't ask questions, but you know, I I request that. If, if you're one of those people, you can book into a, a drop-in and yep. those spaces always would go as well. So, And you found yeah. people respect that. So people are really respectful of those spaces and are taking care of them and not yep. abusing the ability to come in and yep. do that. That's fantastic. I think that really reflects on the way that yeah. you set them up and the, the language that you use because it is, again, one of those tricky mm. things about being a studio owner is the boundaries of, you know, when... When are you accepting excuses or reasons for people not being able to show up when it affects your business and you yeah. have to just take them at their word yeah. sometimes that they're doing their yeah. best? Yeah. And then mm. going back to the break time that you have for your students, you now have a great video library. I know it's not with us. We don't have to beat around the bush and that's okay. Um, <laughs> so you're supporting people with online practices. How's that going for you? Do people Are people yeah. taking you up on it, do you think? Yeah, there was, it was a little bit slow on the kind of uptake. And I think part of that is, is that people wanted to go back to online, to um, to in-person kind of classes. You right. know, I think, especially at the beginning of this year, they were like, yes, yoga is going to be getting it in February. Aww. Oh my gosh, I've been hanging out for it. Yes. And then I'm like, also, by the way, oh we're not doing yoga to April. Yeah. That must have been so tough. I just um, think it's such a ballsy move. I just, I really respect it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. 
thank you. It was such a hard decision. And as soon as I made it, yes. a massive weight just dropped off my shoulder. I'm like, God, you should have just made that like at Christmas time yeah. instead of stressing about it for four freaking weeks. And I bet all you got um, was support too. You would have just got love. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah amazing. Totally. Yeah. All the love came flooding in. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, in the beginning, I was like, yeah, I was expecting like, yeah, I'm going to get like 200 people to sign up. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, and they were kind of like, "Oh, I just want to go and do, you know, yoga in person." Yeah, and interestingly enough, there's quite a few yoga teachers in Alice that have also been taking a break. Ah, um, some gonna... have been on a break for like six months. Yeah, and there's quite a few. There's probably three that I know of that are have been here even longer than me, and they're having quite a substantial break mm-hmm. for all various region reasons. And although there's a few new yoga teachers coming in, you know, my students are like, yeah, I'm going to some classes, but I'm so grateful that you've actually got something online because yeah. I might not be doing the movement stuff, but I'm doing your meditations or your breath work because it's 10 minutes and yeah. I have 10 minutes in my morning to do it. So it's a bit, it's been a bit slower. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of that is also on me because I, you know, last year, Mid last year, I was obviously feeling in pain, was ignoring it, but was feeling constantly exhausted and kind of very fatigued mentally. And I didn't really know what was wrong. And I, when I feel like that, my anxiety often goes up Mm -hmm. and then my consistency goes down, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, as does my creativity. Yeah. And so I didn't, I haven't, I have. I've kind of felt in a bit of a bit of a funk, bit of a not quite sure of my direction. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't just want to be another online on demand studio with hundreds of classes with no with no guidance or theme. Yep. And so what I'm working through at the moment is having kind of this having this this good break, but also doing a little bit of work on just getting some some really clear direction on what I want for that online on-demand space. Yeah. Really trying to really trying to help my students and kind of what I've been thinking is, you know, there's lots of these types of spaces, but a lot of it doesn't give people or students a clear direction. And that's often what they need. They they come to class and you're there, they they feel that energy. But in an online space, they're like, I don't know which class to choose. You've got Absolutely. Which one yeah. do I do? Absolutely. How do I, do I just do a different one every day? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, how do I make it work? So that's kind of where I am at the moment is like yep. really kind of honing my focus, my niche. So more linear to, online programs where people follow along much like a beginner's course or something like that. Something like that. I'm really, I really don't know. It's <laughs> exciting. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah. Even, you know, a lot of my thoughts of being kind of, you know, maybe there's a membership for where, yep, you can just come on and pick a class, do what you want. But then potentially there's another tier of membership where every week you do a live class with mm-hmm. me and maybe every week you get like a 30-minute session with me yep. so that you've got you've got some accountability, you've got a reason to show up. Yeah. Because as you would know, when there's that accountability, when you show up for someone, you know, you're more likely to show up. You're there for yourself as Absolutely. well. Yeah. And I think it is getting really overwhelming. And I think that's a really important thing 
to acknowledge because we do. We have people who have, mm. you know, video libraries that are just wild and it's great to have that choice. I mean, I've mm. done online yoga for a really long time. It's how I found uh, good friend Catherine Budig. I wish she was our good friend. Yeah. But he, I, know. I mean, it's, I know we can all wish. <laughs> it's a brilliant modality. And I was so resistant initially. I was like, this is, you know, I can't practice yoga online. This is insane. But it is such a beautiful thing to do. But I've done that, you know, you sit down and you start flicking through all the available classes and 10 minutes, 15 minutes goes by and it's like, or you start one and you're like, eh, that wasn't it. I didn't want to do that pose, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it's it's too much. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. just me. So yeah. the idea of it being linear and targeted, I think, just really takes the pressure off and really just gives you, because when you show up to a yoga mm. class, you do what you're given. I mean, that is what it is. And and you, you're on for, the, I mean, you yeah. can rest or you can take it harder or softer, whatever. But the teacher is teaching what they yeah. teach, which I think there's some real mm. beauty in that because sometimes it hits the spot perfectly and sometimes it doesn't, but it is what it yeah. is. So that idea of it being linear, mm. I think, is a great idea. So when you return next term, are you in person? Mm. So you've got the new studio space now. Is that what's going yeah. on? Is that a collective yeah. or is that just yeah. you? Uh, it's it's a, it's a shared space. So okay. it's, it's a purpose-built, used to be an old tin shed. Lots beautiful. of things in the desert are just tin sheds. Yeah. And then people kind of renovate them and make them beautiful. So I have very, it's not an art gallery. I do miss the beautiful <laughs> You could put art. some things on the wall. I mean, we could, yes. It's a, it's a beautiful space that is very much like a city yoga studio. Gorgeous. So obviously in the art gallery, we had cement floors. You know, it was very industrial, which was great. Couldn't mm-hmm. use the walls. This space is, there's about three other teachers that use it through the week. Yep. Uh, which is interesting. It can be like... Uh, living in a share house. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all doing your own thing. So they're all they're all independent We're businesses. All, yeah, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. But the space is gorgeous. It's got bamboo floorboards. It's got uh, beautiful walls. There's even ropes because there's an oh, Iyengar um, class. My students all freaked out. They walked in. They're like, uh, <laughs> "What is Mitch, going on? <laughs> what are the what are the ropes on the wall for?" And I was like, "Oh, well, that's what we do now." And they were, they were like, well, I, "I don't. What are you?" I'm like, "I'm joking. It's no, fine. It's an Iyengar thing. Um, it's an Iyengar thing. Uh, and you know, it's beautiful, big vaulted ceilings. Oh my god, um, gorgeous, gorgeous windows. It is next to a massive, like, industrial plumbing workshop, which is quite fun at six a.m." when all the plumbers arrive. And but I like that. I, I, I love the idea great, of doing right? yoga in the middle of the chaos. I mean, I think about India and, you know, it's chaos. So and then, I mean, exactly. if we were in a beautiful, white, quiet room that smelled of lavender, we would never be challenged. We would never have to, you know, know. you've got to rise exactly. above the plumbers. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, this that space is beautiful and the students are really loving it because so many of them love legs up the wall. Yeah. Um, you know, and so at the end of class, so many of them just go, I'm just going to the wall, wake yep. me in 10 minutes. That's awesome. Um, which is really lovely. And so, it, yeah, it's a shared space. Uh, the people have been fantastic that own it. They've built me, you know, an incredible prop storage area. Awesome. Yeah. And so there's three kind of main teachers that use it. And then it does get rented out. It's a bit of a community space and it does get rented out to, you know, um, full moon circles or cacao ceremonies that that sort of thing. Yep. And I re- like, I adore it. I really love it. But I do, you know, I, I'm, I do kind of really kind of crave that space where I can put art up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
you know, I can leave. I've got a little um, desk that I roll out that's got all my stuff on it. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I serve chai, you know, and I have like rose petals and cinnamon that people put on their chai. And so all of my stuff kind of goes away and then I pull it all out. So I love the space. It's got a really beautiful energy because mm-hmm. it's had yoga practice in it for probably 20 years. So oh, it's got wow. a, a really glorious. So it has that history it's got, yeah, behind it. Yeah, it's got it. a glorious feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, but just craving that space that is, I guess, mine, but someone else's, you know, like yeah. as when you work by yourself, you kind of like, I'd like a team. Yeah. Where's the team? You, you know, just. You, you went know, down that road for a while. Else. You've had a yeah. team before. Yeah. Um, why did I have. There was one of my friends, she started her yoga teaching journey and she was teaching restorative yoga yep. as a community class. And that, like I, that's, we've still got our dream. We still have coffee and chai and dream about it. We're like, we just need a rich benefactor to yeah. support us. <laughs> <laughs> Not happened um, yet? Not happened yet. No. Yeah, but I, there's, there's things kind of in the works. Like I've been chatting to a a friend here and she's an OT and we've been sort of thinking about getting a shared space and, yep. you know, it's, it's COVID and it's, things are a little bit tough at the moment, but we've, we've still got those dreams. But for now, when I go back in April, it'll be at that space. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and it's really lovely. I've had feedback of students that have gone to other classes there. Cause I'm like, Hey, just cause I'm not teaching, you know, if you Absolutely. want an in-person class, Here's a great restorative class you can go to, you know, yep. support other people. And they've gone and they're like, oh, but mid, there's no chai. Oh. There's no, there's no, there's no music. And you choose the best music. Oh. And I'm like, oh, I love my stupid. <laughs> Sometimes you so have to, cute. you know, you don't know what you've got until you try something else. That's yeah, but it's so true. Yeah. And it's not when you find your person and your teacher, it's just it's that. There's other yoga, but it's not yeah. not the same kind of yoga. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for you. I'm really uh, I'm just saying. inspired. If I still had a studio, I'd be inspired by <laughs> um, <laughs> But that's okay. Yeah, I just think it's brilliant. <laughs> I just think what you're doing, taking a break, is fantastic. And I really is – are you feeling better? Is it getting better? Is it – I am. It's – you would have – did you, you would have seen, like, I think I did a post yesterday, yeah. the day before. Yeah. All rolls into one. I just, just about really coming to, like, terms with the fact that I don't know why we find it, especially as teachers, so hard, as you would know very well. Healing is not linear. No. And I had to speak to one of my teachers about it. And she was like, mid. Like, you know, I've had the same thing mid and it's going to be really shit, shit, shit. Then it will be great. Then it will be crap again. Yeah. It'll be great. And then it'll be shit again. And then you'll come out one day and, and just be like, oh, my nervous system feels okay. Yeah. Yeah, or it hasn't hurt in um, three months and you just yeah, yeah have yep. paid attention. Yeah, I'm nervous system above yeah. everything else for 2022, I think, is my my little mantra. It's like if it's not good for the old central yep. nervous system, it's it's out, which sounds like sort of a similar path to Ex- what you're going down to. Exactly. Yeah. And I was getting really, really annoyed and angry. Yep. <sighs> just not a good place for a yoga teacher no. to be. <laughs> but you're a human being um, too. This is right. Yeah. yeah. And because I was doing all the right things. Yeah. And then and then not getting any better and then getting worse. Yeah. And it was, you know, and, and you can go to with so many different health professionals yeah. and 
there were a lot. I got told so many different things as yeah. you would have similar experience. And I just got more and more frustrated. And then, yeah, eventually I got in to see my usual GP, which I hadn't, he'd been away and I had been to and from other people. And he was like, gosh, why haven't we got you a scan already? Like, Aww. let's just get you in. Let's yeah. just get you sorted. And then within a day, I had the results. And yeah. even just knowing that, even though I'm really aware that you could scan a hundred people and, you know, 60 of them would have, you know, disc issues. Yeah. As, as like one of my practitioners told me, she was like, yeah, but when you've got pain, you do have pain. Yes. Whether, you know, we know that pain's an output from the brain, the tissues, but it doesn't mean it's not real. No. It doesn't mean, you know, you're not allowed to feel it. Absolutely. And so, yeah, having that kind of, having, after being told that a lot of it was it was either in my head or to just kind of get over it. Yeah. Having that diagnosis and then knowing what I felt was real and then speaking to a few other teachers that have gone through very similar things and going, you know what? It's it's just like life. It's an ebb and flow. Yeah. And yep. the most important thing that I can do is take care of my nervous system. Yeah, it's pretty much what it comes down to, I think. Definitely the theme for the year around here. Well, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for talking to us today. (laughs) It's been an absolute pleasure to catch up with you again. I can't wait to see your announcement that you're back on the mat and back in the studio, unless, of course, you need more rest, in which case I'll be excited to see that announcement too. Thank you so much, (laughs) Mia. Thank you. Thank you so much, Claire. It's been so wonderful. If you'd like to learn more about any of the guests that we've featured on the show or about Punch Pass, you can head to our website at punchpass.com. 